Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 8718 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network wherever we are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the double L team, Lyle and... Liam. Liam. How are you this morning? Yeah, no, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, good. Um, Yeah, yeah, good. Yep. Yeah, no. Yeah. (laughs) Love the Aussie way of saying, yeah, no. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, look, doing pretty good. How are well, you this morning? I'm amazing this morning. <laughs> I'm fantastic. I am just uh, just spectacular. There you go, spectacular. I am spectacular this morning. Spectacularly blessed. That's, uh, yeah, look, yeah, good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thankful for this morning? I am thankful for a whole host of things, but above all, I'm going to go with, I'm thankful that I am as tough as nails. Yeah, you were telling me, you started telling me a story this morning. Uh, yeah, would you did. like to <laughs> dive into it a little bit? So I dropped a 30 ton log splitter on my leg yesterday. Do you want to. No, it sounds good, doesn't it? It, it does. Yeah. But I'd imagine that anything that gets 30 tons dropped on it wouldn't end up very well. Uh, and I walked away. I and dropped a 30 ton log splitter on my leg yesterday and walked away. So there you go. Can you explain how that happened? Well, the log splitter is. Um, <clears throat> A log splitter that splits 30 tons. Oh, so it's rated to... It's rated okay. to, it doesn't so weigh 30 tons. How much does it weigh? <laughs> don't know. It's heavy enough, though. It it's hurt heavy. my leg. I'm limping around <laughs> the office. I'm pretty sore. Oh, uh, dear. Well, <laughs> we might get some ice over the break just to... Would have killed the lesser man. Would have killed the lesser man is all I can say. Uh, dear, this morning, I am thankful for... I got to um, do a bit of a jam session last night on, on uh, FaceTime, on Zoom. Oh, cool. I did one of those. And um, it's very hard. Because there's, there's one thing that you don't see in all the th- all the Zoom jam sessions you've seen on Facebook and on YouTube and whatnot is there's a lag. So uh, you've got to get it on time and on the beat. You've got to sing two two bar- two beats ahead. Oh, you've got to be joking! That would be so hard. I managed to get there though. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. What have we got happening in positively different news, Liam? What's uh, what's the longest you've ever had to wait for a package to arrive in the mail? Hmm. I'm gonna go with eight months. Eight months. Yes. There is a there is a man that from was, that was a package that came from Zambia <laughs> in about 1998. Right. Yes. Well, in 2002. Uh, sorry, not 2012, a man in Toronto ordered a, a, a hair cream and right. a couple of months ago it arrived. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad effort. Eight that years. Is not it a took bad effort. this man in Toronto eight years for, his, to, for him to receive his parcel, his delivery. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it might have been out of date by the time it got there. Oh, very much so. He said, uh, he, he said that he Googled what it's supposed to look like. Uh, and it was supposed to look white, and this cream <laughs> looks quite yellow. <laughs> and he can cons- for a brief second he considered using it, uh, just because you know he doesn't like things to go to waste. But once, yeah, when something's strongly discoloured, it's 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 just. I wonder whether right. I wonder whether it smelt right. I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I've got no idea. But the way it happened, the way that this whole thing sort of happened is he lived in. Um, he, he didn't start off in uh, Toronto. He started off in Ottawa and he moved to Toronto. And he, he he didn't receive his package in Ottawa. Then he moved and he said, hey, I haven't received my, my passage. I've also moved. Could you send it here? And it still didn't come. But it it turned up 
It turned up. Uh, it just, just randomly turned up. So, so just randomly turned anybody up. Anybody know where it has been in the intervening? Period? No, and it doesn't. Like, no, it's the, got the correct it, address on. It's it. got the correct address. It's got the the date that it was originally sent and processed uh, back in 2012. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that is so bizarre. It it was yeah tw- eight years. Eight years. Not a bad effort. Eight years. I had a, had a package come. come from Russia one time. That took about. Uh, maybe three months to get here. No, but that, that took less than that. It took less than that. Uh, I can't remember how long it took, but it took about three months for my package. It right. was an exchange of packages. Oh, I see. And my package to get to, to Russia, I'm like texting this guy like, yeah, it's never going to come. It must be lost in the mail. He's like, no, don't worry. This is Russia. It will get here. And eventually it did. I see. Now, this guy, he didn't chase it up because it was only $5. It was a $5 cream. He thought, you know what? It's not the end of the world. I'll move on. So quite a, quite a surprise. Maybe, maybe during uh, during isolation, this this company has gone done a big clean out, and they've discovered this package in the corner. And they're like, maybe we should send that one out. Anyway, moving on. This morning, over in America, uh, not everybody has the opportunity to listen to Faith FM as they do in Australia. Of course, they still have it on the internet, but it's not on the car radios or, or on radios. There is another radio that some elderly people. Haven't they've created their own radio? Okay, they have. It's and uh, they've sort of obtained or, or pirated, if you will, their own radio station, and it's it's made for elderly by elderly, and they just they love it. It's 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 like because because you think nowadays we've got social media, we've got you know, Facebook and Instagram and all that to communicate with people, mm-hmm. whereas back in the day, radio was social media. That's right. They, they, this is the original social media. We are a part of the original. This is the original media, so, really. Yeah. I mean, well, not quite. There was there was printing and writing on stones and writing and letters, clay and all that kind of stuff. But the technological uh, media. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, so there's this. Uh, there's a bunch of old people's homes that have set up their own little studios, uh, much like ours. Uh, and um, yeah, they're sending out people, uh, sending out shows, doing producing shows every single day. Uh, sometimes they get to repeat shows. Because, you know, as some people get old, they may forget yesterday's. And so, hey, we can play it again today. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're just, radio is such a, a, an amazing form of communication, an amazing, an, and an amazing way to, to get to the, to the ears of other listeners, which is why it's such an amazing ministry. Yes, it's been around for a very, very long time. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. And while ever we have cars with drivers in them as the norm, radio is going to be here. Indeed, even even not in cars, as we've got the uh, as we've got the internet. There's yeah, I think it's going to be a long time before they allow movies to be played by the drivers of driverless cars. Yeah, I think that's a long way down the track. I think radio is here for a long time yet. Do you think that because they're s- never gonna they're never gonna sorry I butted in but they're never going to have radio in workshops. I mean sorry in TV in workshops. Yeah, radio is always going to rule in workshops. Yeah, because it's a distracting thing um, that that yeah, your, you your you eyes are taken you off can't it. Have a screen, you can't. It's, that's just dangerous. I've I've seen an app. It's not for driving. It's for walking, which can be just as dangerous to text and walk. Yes, um, but it's an app where you can read a book, but the the background is transparent and it uses your camera, so that you can see. So it's like you've got a, the 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 book is on the camera. So, you so as as you're walking, yes, you're looking at the camera and it's got a book on it, but you can see past the words, 
You can either choose to focus on the words or on the or on what's in front of you, what's coming through the camera. Yeah, I can see this is I can see this as being really bad for guys who are not good at multitasking. Yeah. I know how I would go if I were reading that. I would not be looking at anything other than the words. Do you think that this could get into could ever get into cars? Where they put something on the screen that you can see through. You can see through. Yeah, I mean that's technology that's been around in um, Air Force fighter jets for yeah. like what thirty years now. And technically, they've already got some of this on some screens where they where they sort of display yeah, the yeah. the speed on the screen. Yep. Um, but yeah, do you think? Uh, I don't know. Who knows where it could end up? Ah, fascinating world in which we live. I love new technology. And my last news story this morning: Bill the turkey. Bill the turkey. Bill the turkey. He had a little cyst on his leg that got infected, and he had to. He, he lost all his strength and all his muscle. And I think he had to, had to have it amputated. So what his owners decided to do, rather than eat Bill the turkey, they chose to create a wheelchair for him, using a, a, a like a doggy wheelchair, the ones that dogs use when they get their legs removed, mm-hmm. and a maternity uh, sort of strap. Right. The, so how do you how do you cre- I'm I'm just trying to figure this one out because you've got a creature that has wings and not arms and it's two-legged. Yes. I think it's got like a it's got the the maternity strap is like a stretchy material and it goes over the breast of the chicken and and through its legs and it attaches to the corners of the the wheelchair frame. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep, I think yep. it just plots in there. I don't think it's a flying turkey. This particular turkey. Okay, but if it's got no use of its legs, how does it move? Well, it's it's got partial use. Limited of, use. Limited use of limited one limited leg. Limited use of one leg. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. And the, the farm owner says that this has helped to gain more use out of its legs. So it's just like a baby. Oh, so it's just yeah, like yeah, a baby yeah, yeah. in the little bouncy thing getting uh-huh, to, to uh-huh. grow strength in the legs. That's yep. what this... Uh, that's what this turkey's done. It's done bring, brought the turkey back from the brink. That's the one. So no more Thanksgiving turkey in that home. He's going to be running around in his wheelchair. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so joining us on the phone this morning is Sharon Martin from the Discovery Centre. Sharon, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Lyle. <laughs> now, of course, uh, I know Sharon very well because I used to... Uh, Sharon and I used to work together at the Discovery Centre. Way back when. Way back when and had some great times down there, didn't we, Sharon? Uh, we sure did. <laughs> okay, so Sharon, just for the sake of our listeners, and we have um, we have had you on the show before, but it was a very long time ago. But uh, just for the sake of our listeners, can you give us a description of what the Discovery Centre does and what benefits our listeners can have from interacting with the Discovery Centre? Okay, so we're a, a correspondence school. Um, it's, a, well, a, a centre, I should say, not a school. Um, we have 18 different courses on our shelves at the moment and you can apply for them in writing or you can actually do them online, which is discoveredhopechannel.com and you go on there and you can watch, read and learn. So you can apply for them there or you can ring our 1300 number, um, 1300 389 and apply for them in writing because some people still like the, the virtual paper and to write and, and correspond with. It is uh, a free correspondence. It's We send out our lessons two at a time with a prepaid envelope and uh, you fill in the review sheet and send it back. Uh, we mark it and send you out more lessons. There's also um, a Facebook site, Hope Discover Centre, uh, and you can have e-guides sent to you. So we have lots of different ways. Um, yeah, so... 
Okay, so that's um, basically three three main formats that you've uh, mentioned there, which was um, doing it the old-fashioned way with paper, which has always been my favourite. I like to have a piece of paper <laughs> in my hands. I'm I'm just old school yes. that way. Um, you can do it yes. entirely long online, or you can do it with a uh, an e-study guide. Now, mm-hmm. so this is kind of like a version of uh, distance learning. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, distance education. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So let's then, and, and this is this is this is entirely free. Absolutely, absolutely. I shouldn't sound it's, surprised. It doesn't cost them a cent. I should. <laughs> I, I'm 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 sounding surprised because. I'm, I'm trying to make the interview real, but <laughs> I know all of this stuff because we used to work together. Okay, but yes, it is entirely free. So here you can do some free education. Uh, you get a, what, a certificate at the end of it? Yes, you do. Um, at the end of the course, we give you a certificate um, and and then other the catalogue and then other offers uh, that you want to go on with. So, yeah, um, and people love their certificates, of course. So, yes. It doesn't give you any qual- uh, educational qualifications, mind you. Um, that's what we get asked a lot. <laughs> but um, it just gives you a feeling of satisfaction that you've completed the course. And uh, Sharon, usually when we think of distance education, we think of uh, you know children and, and school education. But who is uh, what? What audience is the Discovery Centre for? What age group is uh, or age range is the Discovery Centre for? Oh, look, um, it's any age group really. Uh, we do have two children's courses. Um, but most of them, are, well, a lot of the courses are for adults. Um, some children have studied our courses, but we have um, six lifestyle courses, um, health and taking charge of your life, relationships, parenting, forgive to live is one of our new courses, and then forgive to live too, which is a spiritual course. We have archaeology, which is a very popular course, as you would know, a three-part series, and then we have seven spiritual courses on, on our shelves. So... Yeah, we've got a variety of courses that cover every age group. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, with the, you mentioned you've got 18 of these different courses here. Do you get people that uh-huh. uh, just sort of come on and just like, well, I'm going to do all of the courses, get all of the certificates? Uh, yes, we have. <laughs> I've got uh, two ladies that I'm studying with at the moment and they're saying, can you write another course because I'm done? And, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> She's done them all. And, <laughs> she could write her own course. Uh, and one lady is still a seeker, uh, hasn't quite made up her mind yet about, um, well, she knows, uh, she, she believes all the truths, but um, she's just, just quite, um, she's a, she just wants to seek more about the Bible and about God, and that's wonderful. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, you uh, you mentioned that you've got 18 courses there. How many of them are available in digital format? Uh, well, we've, we've probably got three quarters of them online at the moment, as you can appreciate, especially with the coronavirus. Um, we've, our, our work has slowed down a little bit, um, so it takes quite a bit to put, it, put the courses up online, and we've been trying to get them up as fast as possible because they need graphics. People like to see you know, pictures and imagery and whatever. So, yeah, I'd say three quarters of them are online at the moment. So, Okay, so what has been the effect of coronavirus on the Discovery Centre? Uh, well, we sent out a letter as soon as this happened because we knew that a lot of our students would panic, um, and some of them did. They they were ringing the office and saying, are you guys going to be open? And uh, this is your my lifeline, et cetera, et cetera. So we put out a letter to say that um, we would be open, but if they 
if they felt that they did mail was going to be too slow because we knew that would make an impact, um, you could go online. But um, I just had a lady on Monday ring and say, I'm so glad you've stayed um, open because you're my lifeline. Uh, you know, I love that you can correspond with us. And, um, yeah, it's it's good for our mental health. And so we're, we're a mental health uh, – well, we're one of the essential services that have stayed open so yeah distance education and particularly um distance education that is helping people with their with their mental health Mm. of course incredibly important and uh yeah yeah, especially our prisoners yes Mm. okay so you 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 have um and and this is one of the things that um is significant that happens at the discovery center is the work that you do in prisons can you tell Uh us a little bit about that work well, um, prison ministry is amazing. We've, we, you know, we've had um, students in the past that, you know, we've just who just passed on their lessons, who study with large groups of men or women in the prison, mostly the men prisons uh, that we've would be able to have access to. The, the other, some of the prisons are very hard to get into, but um, our prison ministry it just seems to do uh, unfold itself because that you know one tells one uh, one person and then it and then it goes from there so um we've got a fellow at the moment who's running um a less oh well studying the lessons and then on a sunday he runs a bible class and reads from the bible and reads all these lessons to other prisoners so he's he has about a, a hundred or more uh, that attend these classes and he just runs it by himself and apart from the obvious spiritual blessings that people are getting to get from studying the Bible or even mm-hmm. some of the other courses that are you know, lifestyle-focused, uh, for people in the prison system, does this help them with their opportunity for parole? Oh, absolutely. Um, they often get us, toward the end, uh, get us to write a letter of reference and we can um, put in that letter what they've studied and yeah, it's been a blessing to so many of them because they've written us back and said, "I'm out," and thanks to you guys, uh, it it helped, you know, um, in my life because I've changed my life, and it also helped to see that you know I've made changes and it's positive, and yeah, I've been let out. So we've had, you know, probably while I've been here in my 14 years, anyway, at least a dozen of those that um, have actually, you know, written in and thanked us. Um, yeah, but, I mean, that's not what it's about. It's actually helping those guys to change their life completely and make a difference so that they, once they're on the outside, which is even harder for them often, um, they've, they've got some good tools to use. Now, with, um, with the C-19, the, the whole COVID crisis, Mm-hmm. And people being in lockdown at home, what yes. difference did that make to the Discovery Centre? As far as you know, did you have more people who were interested? Did you have less people who were interested? Um, oh, as we've, res- we've had more. Our our mail has gone crazy, really. <laughs> Russell and I, my other um, assistants, have been we've been really busy, and um, I would say. For me personally, the questions have gone deeper, um, especially on our Forgive to Live course and our prayer course, which has been really popular during this time, which is interesting. Um, people are searching and they're they're um, searching in their own lives and analysing themselves. So I've, I've just marked yesterday about nine Forgive to Live um lessons and they were so opening their hearts and pouring their whole soul out into these lessons and I was struggling sometimes to think oh what can I what can I say about that I mean some of them are really tragic 
Um, others are, yeah, yeah, just um, people are searching to make themselves better um, and searching their way of life. Um, and yeah, th- I think this this whole shutdown has given them food for thought and time to think about their priorities and what's important in their lives. Tell us about the Forgive to Live course because back in the day when I was at the Discovery Centre, we didn't have that course. Um, no. But it seems to be one of your most popular courses now and one of your most impacting courses. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that course? Yeah, uh, the course was written um, by a gentleman in America, um, Dick Tibbetts, and um, he's had a lot of years of experience of um, uh, counselling and working with people with um you know, just, just life problems and he's put this together uh and with with another colleague, um, Steve Halliday, and they've um they've written this course, you know, to help people to deal with, you know, just well, it, even everyday issues, but even with, you know, obviously relationship breakdowns and, you know, emotional problems, people have, you know, that have been through abuse and it just helps people to go through a process of um how to forgive, getting them through to the other point of, you know, having a heart of forgiveness. Um, it, it's it's not very spiritual, this first course. It's just uh, a facts and um, clinical and mental health. Um, yeah, just dealing with everyday problems that we all go, that we all face. And then our Forgive to Live to, um, to, number two course, which was we just put on the shelf a few months ago, goes into the spiritual side and shows you the depth of Jesus' love for each of, each one of us and then shows you uh, the love and forgiveness that God has for us and, and that the two mold together. So, but yes, we've um, we put out a letter beginning of um, the COVID, the shutdown uh, to promote Forgive to Live Too and we, we got a 50% response to that and so far we've had uh, about probably uh, I think up to date 10 or 12 people graduate from that and they said just the best thing I've ever read um, this this course was perfect for my the timing and yeah it really, has really made me open up my life and think about things and uh, one man even wrote in the other day and said that uh, he hadn't forgiven this person in his life for a long time and this course enabled him to do that. And he said, it's just taken the weight off my shoulders. So thank you, thank you. So, yeah. That's fantastic. And it, it really struck me when you were mentioning particularly prisoners who were doing the Forgive to Live course because you would think, you know, people who yeah. are incarcerated would probably be, you know, a demographic that has yeah. um, had a lot of things happen to them mm-hmm. um, and also has done a lot of things Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of yeah, a lot of life absolutely. happening right there, and you know, the world promotes, and, and I guess you know, Hollywood promotes that the way to find closure from terrible things and injustices is by finding justice and finding revenge. Mm, absolutely. What? How is this course different from that? It seems to be take a radically different approach. Uh, yeah, um, I guess. I mean, I haven't I haven't read all the booklets to be honest because um, I haven't <laughs> I haven't had time. But I'm reading people's responses. But it's just um, helping them to see that we've got to take responsibility for our choices and not uh, I guess not everything in our life is um, is our fault. But we have to understand that um, you know other p- people that that hurt us and and um, 
uh, yeah, make make do wrongs against us also have a history of you know um, things happening to them. So it's a cycle. So uh, I guess he talks you through about how how to forgive, how how to work through the process of seeing um, standing in other people's shoes and then looking outside yourself and building a strong relationship with people so that, you know, building trust and, yeah, there's a lots of different elements, <coughs> excuse me, elements of the course that um, he builds up um, tools in you so that by the time you reach the end of that, the course, which is only six booklets long, um, you've been able to see from all the different perspectives how, you know, the, the thing that has hurt you the most has all of a sudden you become strong and you can deal with it. Um, yeah, so mm. that, that's how I've seen it so far. So, And those people are no longer living rent-free in your head. You have now found freedom. That sounds fantastic, Sharon. Absolutely. It's been fantastic yeah. having you on the Faith FM this morning. And oh, before, we, uh, before we finish up, just a, uh, a quick reminder, where is the easiest place to go to get in contact with Discovery Centre? Okay, well, uh, the email discover at hopechannel.com or you can ring us on the 1300 300 389 number and we can take, uh, leave a message and we'll get your address and details and we'll, um, and, and just say what you would like after looking at the, um, uh, catalogue online. You can actually choose what you'd like to study and then we'll happily send it out in the mail for you. So, that's fantastic. Um, so that's uh, 1300 300 389. Give that number a call or go correct. or email at discover at hopechannel.com. Sharon Martin, thank you so much for joining us. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Question of the day. Question of the day. Let's do it. Question today is, should we use the decree for Artaxerxes given to Nehemiah in in 444 BC as the start of the 70-week prophecy? Okay, very interesting question right here. You've got four options for the decree that's going to start the 70-week prophecy. The specification for the beginning of the prophecy is found in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 25 where it says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem unto Messiah will be basically 483 years. That's just shortening it and summarizing it right there. Okay, so which decree do we use? Do we, do, we the, do we use the decree of Cyrus? That was the first one. Do we, do we use the decree of Darius? That is the one that simply confirms Cyrus's decree. Do we reuse the decree of Artaxerxes to Ezra that um, completes the decree? Or do we use the decree given to Nehemiah? Now, nobody uses the first two because they sort of don't uh, take you anywhere. And it would be against the culture of the day to use the first uh, the beginning of the decree when the decree had not yet been completed. Okay, but can we can we use the one given to Nehemiah? Now, if you use the one to Nehemiah, you're going to have a very, very difficult time in lining the dates up. But there are those who do endeavor to massage the dates in such a way as to be able to make them fit. However, there are a couple of points that we need to take into consideration. There was no decree given to Nehemiah. A decree by a Persian king would come in writing with his signature and there was no decree given to Nehemiah. All that was given to Nehemiah was permission to go and build the walls of Jerusalem. Um, the second thing is 
that, um, in, in fact, if you're going to look for a decree, the only decree that was actually made in the time of Nehemiah was a decree to the governors beyond the rivers to supply Nehemiah with whatever he needed to and not attack him as he traveled. Okay. Then you've got the occasion of Nehemiah's petition to the king. Um, he's looking for permission to go up to Jerusalem, and that was based on a report that was brought from Jerusalem that the wall of Jerusalem was broken down and the gates were burned with fire. Now, where did those walls and gates come from? Well, those walls and gates were built by Ezra. You know, it would be it would be make no point at all if this was the destruction of Nebuchadnezzar you know, some 150 years previous because this was knowledge that Nehemiah already had. But when he hears this report, he is um, saddened by it, shocked by it, and you're not going to get a fresh expression of grief coming from facts that are already well known. Okay, so the decree had already been made and already been acted on and already been completed. He just needed to go and fix up something that had been broken. Um, okay, if you're going to argue that Nehemiah's commission then uh, must be a decree because uh, the object of his request was to build the city, uh, then we can simply say that the gates and the walls had been built previous to it going up. Um, the work of building which he went to perform was accomplished in 52 days, whereas the prophecy in Daniel allots 59 years to the accomplishment of that particular work. And so it took 59 years, of course, uh, from the decree of Cyrus to the completion of the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem. Okay, there's nothing in the, in the, uh, there was nothing that was granted to Nehemiah that is not included in the decree of Nebuchadnezzar. Um, the one, sorry, to Ezra, the one that was given to Ezra had um, all the forms and conditions of a decree. It's vastly more ample in its provisions. It is given its entirety in the Bible. It has Artaxerxes' signature attached to it. It is an official decree. Nehemiah never received anything even close to it. We could keep, keep going on on this one, but the simple reality is Nehemiah never received a decree. He just received permission to go and build.